This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Sunday, March 1st, 2020. On this day in 1562, Francis, Duke of Guise, ordered the massacre of dozens of Protestants as they worshipped in a makeshift church. The massacre marked the beginning of the blood-soaked French wars of religion. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the Massacre of Vassy, which resulted in over 60 deaths and over 100 injuries, and kicked off decades of bloodshed across France. Let's go back to the French town of Vassy on Sunday, March 1st, 1562. Francis, the Duke of Guise, had decided to take a detour that day. Instead of the most direct route home, he ordered his horse and the soldiers accompanying him to pass through the city of Vassy. Some locals came out to greet the procession, waving as the men rode through the town. They hadn't made it all the way through Vassy, however, when music caught the Duke's attention. He looked around and realized the sound was coming from a large barn. The barn doors were closed and windows were boarded up. The Duke pulled his horse to a stop and his men followed suit. With the noise from the horses quieted, he listened closely. The sound was unmistakably a hymn, but not a Catholic one. Francis was sure he knew every hymn. This tune was a Protestant song of worship, and it made his blood boil. He fixed his gaze on the barn and considered his options. He could ignore the Protestants, yes, but they were clearly in breach of the Edict of St. Germain, which declared that Protestants could only worship outside the bounds of towns and cities. No. The stronger course of action was to force the gathering to disperse. This land belonged to him after all, and he was responsible for enforcing its laws. The Duke directed several of his men to enter the barn. He watched as they dismounted and approached the hulking structure. The soldiers pushed open the door and stepped inside. Within seconds, the men reappeared. They'd been forced back out the door, which then slammed behind them. This was unacceptable. The Duke slid from his horse and joined his men. One of the men beat at the door until the weathered wood splintered and swung inwards. The Duke followed his men inside the barn, where over a hundred people waited. Some sat on the floor, Others lined the expansive walls. Still more had gathered around the doorway. It was clear Francis and his men were not welcome. 
The Duke looked around and cleared his throat. He announced to the Protestants that their prayers were illegal. The barn was inside the bounds of the city, and therefore they must cease their worship immediately. An angry buzz arose in the barn. The Protestants were murmuring to each other, cursing their outrage. Like a fire catches and engulfs kindling, fury spread. Though the anger threatened to boil over, none of the congregation made any moves to vacate the barn. Perhaps they feared retribution for breaking the law, or maybe they had no intention of leaving. The Duke repeated his order, take your blasphemy beyond the city limits. In response, someone in the barn threw a stone at his men. It was little more than a pebble, but the act incensed the duke. Before there was time to react, another stone had been thrown, and then another, and another. As the duke turned to leave the barn, he felt a stone strike his temple. Enraged, he glanced over his shoulder, trying to see who had thrown the stone that hit him. It was impossible to tell. Shouting to be heard over the rising protests, he ordered his men out of the barn. Sources vary on the specifics of the next few minutes, but it seems to have escalated like so. Outside, the Duke decreed that the city of Vassy be locked down. No Protestants were to be allowed in or out. Several of his soldiers set off to secure the city gates. To the soldiers who remained, the Duke gave different orders. Set fire to the barn. Within minutes, lit torches were procured, and the Duke's men advanced on the barn. If they had reservations about setting fire to a building filled with people, they kept them to themselves. Francis watched on with satisfaction as his troops lowered their torches, allowing the flames to catch on strands of hay. It didn't take long for the fire to jump onto the thick beams of wood along the sides of the barn. The wood was dry, a tinderbox waiting for a spark. Within minutes, all four walls of the barn were on fire. Satisfied, Francis mounted his horse to watch the excitement unfold. As the people inside realized their makeshift church was ablaze, they began to scream. Some of the Protestants made it out the door before the flames overwhelmed the building. Some threw themselves from the second floor of the barn, desperate to escape and willing to risk the fall. Many didn't make it out at all. The Duke and his men watched on impassively. They seemed immune to the cries for help from the people within the barn. Within the hour, the barn had been razed. Over 100 people were injured as they escaped the burning building. At least a further 60 had perished. As the survivors mourned their dead, a burning fury took hold inside of them. This fury ignited France with war, smoldering for the next three and a half decades. Coming up, we'll examine the French wars of religion and the political climate that fanned the flames. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, 
the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On March 1st, 1562, in the French city of Vassy, Francis, Duke of Guise, ordered his soldiers to set fire to a barn where Protestants were worshiping. The fire resulted in the deaths of more than 60 people, and over 100 others were injured trying to escape. This brought years of bloody conflict between the ruling Catholics and the growing Protestant population to a head. The tensions had begun in the 1530s, when Protestants had hung posters around Paris denouncing the evils of Catholicism. King Francis I, a Catholic, took umbrage, particularly because one of the notices was nailed to his own bedroom door. In retribution, King Francis had those responsible for the leaflets, leaders of the then nascent Protestant movement, rounded up and burned at the stake. French Protestantism was pointed to as a religion of rebels, an anarchic weed in France's verdant Catholic lawn. In the coming years, through various changes in rulers, persecution of the Protestants, or Huguenots as they came to be known, continued. Over the next 20 years, the Huguenots fought against their Catholic oppressors, in 1560, the conspiracy of Amboise saw the Protestant forces attempt to kidnap the young King Francis II, hoping to sway him to their cause. The plot was uncovered, and some 1,200 Huguenots were executed in retaliation. In 1562, after several unsuccessful attempts to extinguish the heat between the two religions, Queen Regent Catherine de' Medici issued the Edict of Saint Germain. The edict was intended to build a bridge between the Protestants, the Crown, and the Catholic Church. It permitted Protestants to legally worship outside the walls of towns and cities. However, the edict did little to quell the violence, and less than two months later, the Massacre of Vassy took place at the hands of the Duke of Guise. Though the Duke stated that the massacre was an accident, the Huguenots saw it as a premeditated attack. Protestant leaders had begun mobilizing for war before the massacre of Vassy, but used the tragedy to ignite their cause. They pointed to the massacre as evidence that the Edict of Saint Germain had been broken. In an effort to protect other Protestants, they took over French towns and demolished the nearby Catholic churches. For a year, Huguenot and Catholic forces clashed. In late 1562, the Protestants captured the city of Orléans. While trying to regain Orléans for the Catholics in 1563, Francis, the Duke of Guise, was assassinated. As uncle to the former queen, the Duke had been a popular figure, wielding significant power for a number of years. He also played a large role in persecuting Huguenots throughout the country. His death was a significant loss for the Catholic cause and prompted the Queen Regent to finally mediate a truce. 
The Edict of Amboise was signed on the 19th of March, 1563, and officially gave the Protestants religious freedom. However, the peace was not to last. Exacerbated by an ongoing feud between the houses of Bourbon and Guise, tensions continued to erupt into wars for decades to come. Both houses, each on either side of the religious divide, laid claim to the French throne. Dubbed the French Wars of Religion, the conflicts ravaged the country for some 36 years until 1598. It's estimated that 3 million people lost their lives in the various wars, which included more brutal massacres of Huguenots. In the end, the Edict of Nantes quelled the fighting for good. Henry IV, who ascended the throne as a Protestant, converted to Roman Catholicism. It was this act that at last brought relative peace to the country. Protestants were allowed significantly more freedoms than they had held before, while Catholics were pacified by the proclamation that Catholicism was now the official religion of France. 36 years after the massacre of Vassy, the French wars of religion were at last at an end. The fire set by the Duke of Guise all those years ago was extinguished, and France was at peace for a moment. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more about the religious tension in Europe in the 1500s, you might enjoy the episode of my show, Historical Figures, on Pope Gregory VIII. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Aaron Larson. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Joel Callen, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson.